0: Thanks, Jeff. All right. Uh, great to always have the opportunity to speak to more than just my normal classes. Um, I, am, I am the definitive person who preaches to the choir um, because I have four of them that I get to conduct every week. So you're a little bit bigger choir today. But hey, I thought I'd uh, just give you a little bit of a brief history. Um, I have one of the people who have been around here for uh, about the longest, and uh, how did this all start? You might wonder, did this, is this the first time we've ever done this? Some of you are new students, but about 20 years ago, it just seems so long ago uh, and yet so short, um, another faculty member and I, uh, as we were looking at the curriculum in uh, College of Fine Arts and, and what we wanted to be and where we wanted to go, uh, we, we kind of coined a phrase. That we wanted our students to be the psalmists for the next generation. We, re- we re- really believed that right here in this room there would be people who would write the songs that the church would be singing down in the next five, ten years. And from that point on we embarked on that and as we have songwriting in our curriculum and worship leading that we did not have back then. And right at the, the very outset of that, we just sensed that God was using that, and, and we, we, st- we started to see God even do more in our chapels than, than he had done before, and, and we got to the point about, oh, I think it was about 18 years ago now, that we uh, stood up here for the first time and said, hey, let's just put some mics up and, and capture this and share these songs with our churches so that when we go out, choirs go out, the worship teams go out, we can share some of what God's been doing on our campus because our campus is really owned and operated by nine Assembly of God districts around us. We go out, and we wanted to let them know what their support was doing and how we were uh, reacting and, and using uh, their support and, and what was going on in their school. And this was one way to do that. And God has been blessing that we did really about seven, eight years in a row and, uh, of, of recordings. And I just said, you know, I think we've done that enough. We just need to take a break. And, you know, it's very tricky, this whole business of recording and and being up here. And I, I, today I hope to uh, talk to you. It's not so tricky in the performing or the, the, the actual production. I mean, that takes a lot of work. But the tricky part is in the heart and in the attitudes and, and how it's received by people who are participating, how it's dealt with by the people that are on the platform, and that's what I hope to, to talk a little bit about today and give you some reasons, hopefully, to inspire you uh, if, as you participate in the next four days and also to challenge you a little bit. So I want to share just a few things, uh, some, some things about worship that I just always share. I've been sharing this from the day I got here, probably, uh, let's see, that would be almost 37 years ago, and that is Uh, God is in the revelation business and worship is about us saying yes to his revelation in our life. It's not rocket science. It doesn't even have to be that hard. It's just God desires for us to see him. He's not hiding. He gave us his word, his Holy Spirit, other people to speak into our lives. God wants to reveal himself to you and he just desires that we have an obedient heart. Now, I heard this teaching a couple years before I got here, and it was the tipping point of my young life in ministry. I, I didn't become a Christian until I was some of your age, my junior year in, in college. And I became a Christian and ended up in a, just a couple years later at an Assembly of God church where I became the music pastor. And... In a very short time, I was quite sure that these people did not know what they were talking about. I did not appreciate the leadership. I knew way more than they did, and I had had it, and that was that Sunday morning was my last morning of leading worship. Now, back in the old, old days, there was this thing called Sunday Night Church. and uh, so I had to go on Sunday night, and we had a guest speaker, pretty well known author, and evangelist at the time. It was a woman named Marilyn Hickey. I'll never forget it. And she talked about this very subject and about just giving praise to God. And the heart of that saying yes is really it's the word obedience, just being obedient to the Lord. And she said, she just challenged me and all of us just to give praise to God. And so I did not want to. I wanted to quit. I wanted to tell the pastor exactly what I thought of him. And I was not happy. But I listened to her message and got very convicted. I remember the piano was right over here. Must always be stage right. I don't know, to the audience left. But I, I went over to the piano after the service, and I just started singing and playing. And the fact of the matter is, I think that started somewhere around 8.30 at night, I didn't finish till 6.30 the next morning. And that, that around 7 o'clock, I knocked on the pastor's door because I knew he was an early riser. And I spent the next hour apologizing to him for my lousy attitude. And that maybe while I might not always agree, that I would have the heart to work together and to be obedient to God. And I have and taught that we just we just need to be the kind of people who will respond to the Lord. Well, the songs today had a lot to do about who he is, and that's kind of the inspiration part that I wanted to share with you. So I'm just going to do a little bit of a, a reading to you. Uh, first of all, from Colossians, first chapter, Paul writes this. This is about Jesus. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son Jesus, in whom... This is this is great stuff. This is about Jesus, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For him, all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body. The church And he is is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. This is Jesus who we're talking about. And this has always inspired me. In Genesis, Jesus is our creator. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's our high priest. In Numbers, he is water in the desert. Deuteronomy, he is our eagle's wings of deliverance. In Joshua, he is the commander of the army of the Lord. In Judges, he is the Lord of peace. In Ruth, he is our redeemer. In 1 Samuel, he is the prophet, priest, and king. In 2 Samuel, he is He is the rock of our salvation." In 1 Kings, he's the builder of a temple that will never fail. In 2 Kings, he is the reigning king. In 1 Chronicles, he's the son of David that is coming to rule. In 2 Chronicles, he's the king who reigns eternally. In Ezra, we see him as the priest proclaiming freedom. Nehemiah, the one who restores what is broken. Esther, protector of his people. Job, mediator between God and man. In Psalms, he is our song in the morning and the night. Proverbs, our wisdom and strong tower. Ecclesiastes, are meaning for life. Song of Solomon, author of faithful love. In Isaiah, he is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In Jeremiah, he's the weeping Messiah. In Lamentation, he assumes God's wrath for us. In Ezekiel, he is the Son of Man. In Daniel, he is the Son of God with us in the fiery furnace. In Hosea, he's the faithful husband, even when we run away. Joel, he is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. In Amos, he delivers justice to the oppressed. Obadiah, he is the mighty to save. Jonah, he is the great missionary. In Micah, he casts our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. Nahum, he proclaims future world peace. Habakkuk, he crushes injustice. Zephaniah, he is the warrior who saves. Haggai, he restores our worship. Zechariah, he is Lord and king over all the earth. Malachi, son of righteousness, who brings healing. Matthew, the Messiah, who is king. Mark the Messiah who is a servant, Luke the Messiah who is a deliverer, John the Messiah who is a god in the flesh, Acts he is the spirit who dwells in his people, Romans the power of God unto salvation, 1 Corinthians he is our conqueror over death, our resurrection, he is the 2 Corinthians he is the down payment of what's to come, Galatians he is our inheritance, Ephesians he is our peace at the right hand of the father, Philippians he is the god that supplies all of our needs. In Colossians, he holds the supreme position in all things. 1 Thessalonians, he is our comfort in the last days. 2 Thessalonians, he is our returning king. 1 Timothy is our crown of righteousness. 2 Timothy is our Christ, our helper. In Titus, he is our hope. In Philemon, he is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Hebrews, he is our high priest. James, he is the great physician. 1 Peter, he is our hope in times of suffering. 2 Peter, he is the restorer. Of all things. First John, he is our love and light. Second John, he is Christ come in the flesh. Third John, he is our prosperity, health, and peace. In Jude, Jesus is the Lord coming with 10,000 of his believers. And in Revelation, Jesus is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, our Alpha and Omega. Come on, church. He gives us the victory. We sang Jesus is the sweetest name over all the earth, and that's why. He is in the revelation business. Those are just some of the things. That's not even everything. That's just some of the things of who Jesus is. And he just desires for us to respond to his revelation in our life and worship him, no matter our circumstances, no matter how we feel. I will just say this. Maybe some of you know this to be true, but the times that I've entered in to worship the Lord when I least feel like it seems to be the most productive because I was obedient to the Lord. And some days, you're just not going to feel like it. I mean, we have this chapel every day, and some of you are already thinking, man, already, like I've been in 10 chapels this semester. Could you just take 37 years times eight months times five days a week (laughs) times chapel? I don't care how many times you've been in chapel, I've been here more than you. (laughs) And you know what? Full disclosure, sometimes I don't feel like it. But a lot of times in those very times, God just does something amazing. All right, so out of obedience and response that's number one, just the two points. Um, one response is just because of who he is, he's the sweetest name we know. And the second is because, and this is not the main reason, but it's true. The psalmist said in Psalm thirteen six, I will sing to the Lord because he has been good to me. Has God been good to you, anybody? Do you have a testimony of God's goodness in your life? I hope that we all do. And here's the tricky part about, about worship, and I love this. Uh, a, a, theolo- a theologian, Kierkegaard, uh, came up with this, and I want to share with you, you may have heard it before, it's an idea of the drama of worship. And it's that the audience, those people sitting in the pews in the seats, would be the actors and actresses. The people up here on the stage leading would be the prompters just the prompters. The stage manager who's kind of trying to tell everybody where to go, what to do, and giving direction is the Holy Spirit. And the audience is just one, just our God. And we know that. And you know, in some churches, um, in, in some types of churches, the architecture really, really shows that. The choir loft, all the music, everything that happens, it all happens behind. People don't even see it. And I wish that's how it could be sometimes in our evangelical and assembly of God churches. Because we just get caught up thinking that it's it's all about what happens up here. And you know what? This group right here, and I know they've received this kind of teaching. I know whether you're here or not, however you respond or not. It's not really that important because you're not the true audience. This group is just up here to help prompt you with all the technology we have today to sing together because the Lord has been good to us. Okay? And so I'm just, in this whole idea, if I had room if we had room I would, and time, I would love to have all of you just come up here so you could experience this. I just did this with the faculty in a different song. They didn't really like it. I just made them all come up on the stage. Some of them were like, really? I, don't, I try to avoid the stage at all costs because we don't think about it. We think that the stage is where it all happens. It's, it's not that important, the stage. It's all about him. It's not about the people here. It's actually not about you. It's about Him. But we do this out of obedience and because we are thankful. So I'm going to teach you a little song here today. It's an old song. It's one of the first songs I learned when I became a Christian. Anyone ever hear the uh, gospel singer Andre Crouch? Andre Crouch and his disciples. That's the first Christian group I ever heard of in my entire life. Blew me away. So um, it, this is one of the songs that uh, I learned right out of the bat. I remember um, one of the, the first scripture I ever memorized was, Do all things heartily unto the Lord. Give my best to the Lord, um, and not unto men. And this kind of fit in because I always wanted to have a heart that was thankful. I was so thankful to, to um, experience Experienced christ in my life i mean i was so empty my whole life was just all about me i mean i so badly wanted to see my name up in lights i wanted to be a star i wanted to prove a lot of people wrong i wanted to be rich i wanted to be a lot of things but servant of jesus was not in him but then i uh, then i met the lord I'd love to give my testimony sometime. A lot of my students have heard me talk about it, but, but uh, this is how my heart felt. And I sang this song over and again. And it's really easy. Just the words are thank you, Lord. So I'm not putting them up on the screen. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, I just want to thank you, thank you, sing, there you go, you got it, Lord, I just want to thank you, I just want to thank you, Lord, see how easy that was? I'm going to do a, a little bit more, give you a story out of the Bible. So let's stand up, okay? Now, when you sing, can you just pause for a moment? And could you just, every one of you, I just challenge you, and I challenge you to do this every day you come in to sing unto the Lord. Can you think of a reason? Has God been, you know, I just want to thank God right now that I don't sing this song based on my salvation of th- almost 40 years ago, 40-plus years ago. I'm, I am singing this song because of what he did for me this morning. He, he is, his mercies are new every morning. He does something amazing in our lives every day if we just pay attention. But whatever, I want you to thank God for something and sing it again. But I want you to be thinking of that. Come on, sing it out. Thank Thank you Lord I just want to thank you I just want to thank you thank you Lord I just want to thank you I just want to thank you There were ten men in the Bible days that had been sick for so very long. But one day, Jesus passed their way. And when they spoke, their disease was healed that day. Oh, but they all went on their merry, merry way, and only one returned and said, "Well, I've got something, something to say." Said, "Think, well, I just want to take a little time right now. I just, yes, I do, Lord." Well, I just want, oh, I just want to take a little time right now. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. So don't be like those people that just ran away, but remember what the Lord has done in your life. Come in. Out of obedience to who he is, give him praise whether you feel like it or not. Come in every day with a song in your heart because he has been good to us. Through the circumstances of your life, Jesus is there every day, every moment. May God bless you. Amen.